Hey, hey y'all. How's it going, everybody? We're on location to record our second anniversary episode to recap the last year. Wait, we completely missed our intro, which is Welcome to NOLA Hots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> welcome to NOLA Hots. We forgot our intro at home in our studio. Yeah. And so we don't know the intro by heart. I know that's kind of pathetic after two years, but it, it's a true statement. So here we are. Um, we're starting 2023. And we decided to bring it back to where we originally started. And by that, I mean what, Sue? We're back at the Ruby Slipper where we met like two and a half years ago to brainstorm yeah, this to idea. To brainstorm. Slash and drink. for Lana to convince me to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we came here with... And I was like, I'm going to explain what a podcast is to Susu. And we did. And we had some mimosas and some boozy coffee. And then here we are. We jumped forward, what, about six months later and made it happen? Yeah. And um, so now, if it's loud, we apologize. But, you know, that's just the... It's a Saints game. It's crowded. Right, right. Anyway, um, we just wanted to recap the last year because I don't know if... if we have any long-time listeners on here, but last year for our anniversary episode, we recapped all of our, um, kind of a compilation of um, all of our guests. But this year, we're just going to kind of talk about all of our guests that we had over the last year and thank them. One big, huge thank you and, and recap kind of what we loved the most about those guests. So here we go. We're going to back up to January of last year. Um, I said, Dr. God, last year. Know, 2022 is last year. That's so weird to me. I also felt like we interviewed Dr. Pettit more recently, but we didn't. No, because it flew by. Because 2022 flew by. That's why. And, and side note, it was a rough year. It was. It was. Also, there's a recession if you haven't heard. <laughs> Let's not tell Dwayne that we ate out to the <laughs> as we talk about the recession. Yes. All right. So we're circling back. So January of last year, we had a couple of episodes. We heard from um, Dr. Pettit from Children's Hospital in New Orleans and also um, Kimberly Bell, who was a music therapist at Children's Hospital in New Orleans. So we had two Children's Hospital guests last uh, January and both um, who are involved in the CHD community and and post-surgery and and surgery itself, but in two very different realms. So it was kind of neat to hear from that. Yes, and you know... Well, Dr. Pettit did both of Henry's open heart surgeries, and hopefully he's around for the third. Um, and Miss Kim used to come play music for Henry, although he doesn't remember because he was so little. Yeah. But he didn't get to enjoy that interactive music therapy. Right, right. Like a lot well, of... Yeah, and maybe he will as he's older, though, you know? Um, but we hope we're not there that much. No, 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 no. We in and out. So Dr. Pettit also did Harley's first two surgeries and, um, and kind of had an eye-opening to that music therapy uh, episode about her looking into something that she may possibly want to do with voice as a voice uh, kid to maybe look into music therapy. So we're we're exploring all those things. We actually visited two colleges this year and looked into those, their music therapy programs. So it's kind of crazy we're there. I know, I know. It's crazy. Anyway. Is that for real? For real. For real, for real. Um, so we appreciate them. And I know that we had a lot of feedback from a lot of our listeners saying that they liked to hear, especially from Dr. Pettit, because it was somebody that they knew. It was somebody that did surgery on their own child. And they appreciated kind of hearing, um, you know, his personal side of things and how he got involved. So thanks to them. Oh, and let's not forget the siblings. Yeah. So we jumped into February, which was heart month. Um, 
and we talked to the God. I can't believe the siblings seemed like longer ago. No, longer but, but ago. Not really. So we talked to the siblings, which was Emily, Benjamin, and Carson. Um, Carson and Emily were kind of, you know, they had very little to say. They weren't big chatters. Carson's a man of few words. That was a big request of Benjamin. Yeah. He feels, I think every now and then he feels like he doesn't get enough of the thunder. Yeah. You know, we were at the hospital this past week because he needed an ultrasound. Uh Uh-huh. And he was like, I mean, why is only Henry's name on the wall? Because it's his foundation. Why, (laughs) when I search the foundation... Do we only see pictures of Henry? Yeah. Why aren't there more of me? <laughs> oh, oh poor thing. Poor thing. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. So, and I, you know, I've talked to a lot of families this year that were like, are worried about their, their, the siblings of their heart kid because it does affect them too. So that was, that was a big ask of our kids and I'm super grateful that they fed into our... <laughs> Um, ideas and they went with it kind of much like our husbands when we asked them to do it too so and I think that's a good idea for people to be you know if they're talking about other episodes moving forward we're, we're always looking to hear from another sibling don't you think that would be neat to have some more siblings I on would there? love more siblings yeah just not mine because you know Carson's he, he didn't have a whole lot to say um after that, we uh, talked with Dr. Young, which we had talked to before in 2021. But Dr. Young also came on with Dr. Durst, um, and they were both at Oshner, and she was um, high risk. MF, yeah. Yes, high risk. High risk. So she sends a lot of her patients will refer over to Dr. Young, and they kind of work together while the mom's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. So that was neat um, because I know that we have a lot of people that were questioning. Um, you know, whether they're heart child or whether they, as a heart per- person, um, could carry a baby or could have a healthy pregnancy or those types of things. Which is so, something I had never considered because yeah. Henry doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah. So um, it was kind of neat to hear from her. Um, and so that was, that kind of just really, that closed out February, which was heart month for us and, yeah. and led us into March. Which was Dr. Ivory, who we loved. Oh, you know, we like, love him. Henry's a frequent flyer in the cath lab, but he sees Dr. Seawick at Children's. So I had heard about Dr. Ivory, but never actually met him or anything. And it was uh, it was great to meet him. And, you know, you could really tell he loves his patients. And he he's does. very into it. And we had so many so much response from yes, everybody loves patients him. that commented on social media. They're like, we love Dr. Crittenden. He's the best. And, um, you know, just really had a, a big following. And so um, I think it was important for people to hear that cath lab, um, th- those types of procedures are are pretty big, too. And yeah. they can do a lot in them. And I think that if they families... They can do a lot and they can be just as dangerous. Yep, yep. You just for don't sure. even know it. Yeah, for sure. Um, later that month, we heard from Laura Grimes, who was with Lovies for Brave Hearts. And so she was not in New Orleans or not in Louisiana. She was from out of town, but it was really... Memphis, but yeah. I loved her, and I loved the whole theory behind yep. it. And we actually have a few friends in New Orleans who had gotten the Lovies yeah. from her, and, you know, I loved it. Yeah, so that's sweet. that's neat when you have a new baby or, or somebody just kind of starting out, if it's ever something you want to send to a heart friend or a heart family. Um, you know, moving forward, we definitely want you to check out her episode and, and follow her on social media so that you can follow her, um, the little lovies that she sends out. They're adorable. I wish we would have had something like that. 
Um, so April, we talked to, April's Donate Life Month, so we talk about heart transplant and um, organ donation, and, and as you know, that's something that's near and dear to me, um, as that is my nine to five and my full-time job, which is a community educator um, for organ and tissue donation. So in April of last year, we heard from two different heart recipients um, that had gone through transplant. And so the first one was Paul Cardall, who was a heart transplant uh, recipient, but also a musician, a national and an amazing, music, yeah, an amazing musician who has since started his own podcast. Did you know that? I did we did we Maybe inspire we, him? Let's think that we did. Let's think that he went because of Nola Hots. Anyway. <laughs> Let's not think that. Not because he was well famous before we even met him. It was awesome. Um, but anyway, so that was really neat to hear how like how much how far he's come like with his music and his career and things like that. And then after that, we talked to Blake Babin and his mom Jennifer. Um, Blake is in college now, um, but he received a transplant as an infant. And so to hear from him and his mom, and they participate in the transplant, and they participate in the transplant games, yeah. So I ended up seeing him later last summer when I was at the transplant games in July. Um, And so it's really just kind of neat to be able to hear two different transplant success stories in April of last year. What happened in May? I think May we met two new heart moms who are now part of our little squad. (gasps) Yes, Um, Caroline. Well, we had met Caroline. Um, at the gala last year. I went to Dominican with her sister, and she also has a Henry. And then we also interviewed Abigail, who's a famous local artist who accosted me in the Pokeloa parking lot. That was amazing. If you haven't listened to that episode, <laughs> please go listen because it's so um, fun. And I liked her story because she was actually pregnant. Yes. When we interviewed her the first time, and soon we will be in doing a follow-up interview with her and her husband. Yes. On the post-op of their son. Yeah. So that was that is definitely something to point out that I think it takes a lot of courage for somebody in that position as a pregnant new mom to, that's just finding this out to be able to come on and talk about it for the public to hear their personal story. So we were super proud of Abigail for doing that, and um, can't wait to hear her follow-up and how well Will Thomas is doing now. Um, we still had one more in May. Yeah, we did see Caroline, and Caroline was a great CHD mom, too, to be able to, to hear from because, um, you know, again, she was somebody that we had just met and had kind of, her little boy was still fairly new, and, and he was, you know, pretty pretty new out of this. And um, it's just, it's been nice to have those connections of other moms locally um, and across the country. So she's definitely one that we've benefited from, from chatting with. And then our third one was Alex, who I know from the PFAC board at Children's. And um, her little son, Dylan, who came to the gala last year and danced his little heart out on the dance floor. Um, he's super cute, and she's a great mom. She's very active in the heart community and does a lot of good for everybody. Yeah. Um, jumping into the summer, we had a couple of interviews in June. Um, first, we heard from Dr. Mello, who um, I don't know how if you have any long-time uh, CHD families on here, but he was in New Orleans for a while. He did Harley's third open-heart surgery, um, and he's back in, where was he, where did he go back, to Boston? Connecticut. Connecticut, that's right. Um, so we heard from him, that was a funny interview, remember he Because inter- he was in a winery, yes, in the middle was, of a job. Yes, he was on a bike ride. It made me feel so lazy. I know, he was in a bike ride and like just stopped so that we could just interview him via Zoom and well, we were like, eating popcorn. right, we were eating popcorn and drinking champagne and he's like, I'm in a winery <laughs> and I'm riding a bike and I do heart surgery. <laughs> And we're like, cool, we make podcasts. Anyway, that was really neat. And again, another, you know, when you hear from a a surgeon, it's nice to be able to connect with them personally to know that they are, um, you know, they're humans just like us. They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like we do. Hey, Dominic. (laughs) 
So um, that was really neat. After that, in June of last year, we met with um, Ellen from the Brett Boyer Foundation. Who I just fell in love with. She's such a sweetheart. So this was... Um, this was our first interview with a mom who had lost her yes, child. Yes, Um And not... She got a virus, so it wasn't related to her Down syndrome or anything, but um, she was excellent, and they have done so much good in Tennessee. Yeah. They have a farm for heart kids, and I swear Brett's one day barn. I'm going to get there. Brett's barn. We're going. We're going. There one day. We're going. Um, and I also want to go to their games in October. Lynn yes. and I are going to try to take it on the road. We're going to try. We're trying to We're trying to follow up. It's been a joy to follow her on social media after we met her via um, interview. Um, and for those that may not remember, this was Luke Bryan's uh, sister-in-law, and so um, he and his wife have supported their foundation and have just been really wonderful for the CHD community and Ellen has was just a doll and I, we just really adored meeting her and we hope that we can meet with her in person one day. Susan and I are looking for an excuse to go out of town for a work trip. But Dwayne keeps telling me to downshift. I know. Downshift my plans, downshift my spending. He's like same, back the rig off. Same. So, that we just, so we just keep doing Zoom <laughs> conversations with people and talking via Zoom. And fantasize about leaving town. Yep, yep. Um, and then in July, we had um, my cousin Meredith. He was an ADHD coach. ADHD is very common in heart kids. So, um, you know, she had some great things she had to say. She does classes and training to help kids focus and, you know, stay on track. We had the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, that was really great. I loved. But then I applied for Henry, and they rejected me. Same. Same. <laughs> it's fine. Don't. It's all right. We're, we're not we're not holding but against them. I feel like they got rejected because they are fortunate enough yes, to and they're doing well. Thrive. Yes. So, you know, it's a trade-off. No, but we definitely encourage people to look into that foundation if that's something that fits for your family because they do amazing things not only across Louisiana, Texas, and the Gulf Coast region, but um, across the country. So, um definitely a great organization that I think so many people have heard of over the years and really never looked into it, especially as CHD family. So follow up with the Make-A-Wish Foundation as well. And then we had Haley, who was so sweet. She's a twin. Yeah, she's also a heart recipient. She's also a heart recipient, and she was amazing, and she's written a book um, that I since purchased for Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, like, a little collection of library books about heart kids, but she was super sweet and very inspiring. She and- ended up being at the Transplant Games as well later. Yes. And I missed her. I didn't see her. Um, so hopefully one day I'll be back and can meet her in person, but um, she... Uh, possibly started a podcast as well. Why have we inspired two people? Two really cool and famous people were inspired by little Olas. Love it. <laughs> we keep telling ourselves that. And then we had one of our favorites and one of Henry's favorites, which was Chris O'Donnell, who is a heart warrior and a ninja warrior, which yes. Henry like is obsessed with. And Wait, so I really, I mean, we're halfway, more than halfway through the year of going through these things. And it's still mind boggling to me that we really did talk to all of these people. I know. Like as I'm checking off the names that of our list, want to talk to us. I just can't believe, I mean, we really <laughs> talked to a, a, some really impressive groups of people. Yes. And so, yeah, Chris was awesome. So he was um, a CHD guy. His son was a CHD kid. And he was a, a American Ninja Warrior. And he did great. He didn't finish, but he made it all the way. But how to, inspiring to oh, have a heart so kids. inspiring. Like, you could still do activities. And, and he was great. He was something. just awesome. And then we did Scratch Golf with Dana Kimball. Dana's husband is one of the, in the cardiology department at Children's in New Orleans. And she brought this program from um, Philadelphia. Where I mean, no. Cincinnati. Oh my God! Why am I having a break? I don't know. Where she oh brought God. it here in New Orleans. I'm sorry, and Henry Dana, was a part of it because I really can't remember where y'all came from right now. I'm totally having a brain freeze. But anyway, 
She brought it to New Orleans, and it's a summer camp where they do they have golf lessons, and at the end you get to do golf lessons through First Tee of New Orleans. And Henry's, Henry's loved it, huh? Henry loved it. He's doing it again this spring, and he's waiting on his custom-sized golf clubs from Dana to be delivered to the house. He can't wait. I love that. I think that's so, so cool. Um, later that month, we t- spoke with another local CHD mom who became you know, one of Susan and I's good friends as well, and that's Amy Pastorak. Um, we talked with her and her husband. Yes, um, JP. Yeah, so we talked to both of them as parents and also because JP was a, a, a hard kid himself. So it was kind of neat to hear, you know, kind of a second generational as a dad and also as a patient. So they were great to chat with. And, um, again, you know, like I can't reiterate enough how much these personal stories, especially local Especially local personal stories. I feel like somebody, you know, as in New Orleans, is six degrees of separation from everyone. So um, it was just, it's kind of nice to hear that they're right in your backyard as well. And side note, everybody, I feel like all of a sudden it got very loud in here. Oh, it definitely did. I don't know if y'all can hear us at this point, but whatever. (laughs) We also talked to Laura Ogden, who was a heart mom, and she um, is also part of the Conquering CHD of Louisiana. And she was great. Her little son, Nash, was absolutely adorable. He climbed on during the interview and super cute. And they've done a lot of great things um, with the community through Conquering CHD, who we had also previously interviewed a few moms that are involved in that. And they do some great fundraising efforts um, for families uh, in Louisiana as well. So, yeah. And then we had David Abair, who is in charge of ECMO at Children's. And may I say... Ooh, ECMO was something. ECMO has always freaked me out. It is something I just can't yeah. like, wrap my brain around. But it is a lifesaver for yeah. a lot of people. And we and learned a lot about it, for sure. I had, a, I had a friend reach out to me and say that... And she is not a CHD mom. She is just a friend of mine who happens to support our podcast and listen. And she listened and said that she had another family friend who found out their baby would have to be on ECMO. ECMO, not for CHD purposes, but for something else. And she immediately, ref- she said, I immediately thought of your episode on ECMO and I learned so much and I referred her right to that ep- ECMO episode so that she could just listen and feel more comfortable hearing from a professional that worked in ECMO as well. So, And we love hearing that. Yeah. We like to know we're actually doing good and not just wasting our time talking. And our breath. <laughs> And then we spoke with somebody from Early Steps, which is a Louisiana program that offers uh, OT, PT, and speech for kids. And um, Henry benefited from all of it. Um, and I know a few other people who have also. So if you have a CHD warrior and you're afraid about delays in any of that, like just reach out to yeah, them. Yeah, check it out the resources and see if they meet criteria, even if it's, you know, they may say no, but it could be something that they could benefit earlier than you would even imagine. Um, and this person that we interviewed, her name was Caitlin um, Hecker, and she uh, was so funny. Again, another everybody knows everybody here in New Orleans. She was actually a choreographer for one of the shows Charlie was in a few years back. So it's like, yes, yeah, she knew. And, and it ended up being, wasn't she around the corner from our house when we yes. interviewed <laughs> It was so crazy. Anyway, but Early Steps is a great program that Louisiana offers a lot of of kids, including CHD. Um, So so definitely look into it and follow up on their website as well. Um, Oh, and then we had Janelle, who I loved, whose husband is um, a professional hockey player in the NHL. In Canada. No, Boston. But they they were back and forth forth between between Canada. Canada and Boston. And so she talked to us about that, about having to have two sets of doctors and Canada and the United States, depending they on also, where they are. Um, they also started a foundation and have their own book as yeah, well. Yeah, the Hearts Playbook Heart Foundation. Book. I actually and referred that book to um, a heart mom this morning that was 
um, you know, talking about how her child was about to have to have open heart surgery and how do you explain that? And I said, let's check this book out, you know, like kind of like Sue said earlier, we've met all these people and we start this little library of like children's books and things that could be helpful for them. So for sure. that's another resource that, that families can use. Um, as another and they're trying to book. do a lot of good yep. to donate a lot of money, raising a lot of money to raise awareness. Which is what we need more of. Okay, so at the end of November, we talked to Susan Timmons with the Adult Congenital Heart Association. This was really eye-opening for both of us, but um, especially for me because I'm kind of on the we're on the brink of Harley will be 18 this year. Oh my God, she'll be 18 Stop. this year, and so she's on the brink of being an adult CHD warrior, which is crazy to me that, to think that we got there so fast. But it's nice to know that there are organizations and associations that are working towards awareness for adult congenital heart. Um, awareness and and some of the things that they're working on like in Congress and things like that so um, that's definitely an organization that I think we should all look into and I think when we're new heart moms we just think about the baby side of things and and childhood and things like that but um, to be able to refer our kids as they become adults to how to get involved with other things um, they were a great resource for that and they're a national organization and she is a mom of a CHD warrior she herself is not one but she is extremely involved and so, um, you know, you don't have to be an actual CHD patient to be involved in that community and program. You could do it for your child yeah. or sibling or spouse and yeah. be a part Or just be an advocate. Just be an advocate for it. And it's something that you're passionate about and you can still be involved. So, um, and then we had two more to finish off our year. Is that right? So December... Yes. We uh, and Dr. Dominic Carolla, who was hilarious. Yes, I've never met him, but my friend Joanna worked with him at Ashner for, or I guess technically still does, but she switched departments. Um, and she always had great things to say about him, and he was hilarious to me. And um, so many moms and family members commented on our social media and were like, "He was the best. We love him." So it was nice to um, to be able to chat with him, and he talked to us about anesthesia and the role of anesthesia. Um, when it comes to surgery or maybe not even necessarily open heart surgery, but like whether it's an MRI or anything, anytime your little one um, is going under anesthesia, he talked about his role in that. And and it really was eye opening as to how much they are involved in the whole process and not just the surgery part. Yeah. You know, it's it's after too. So, and we closed it out with the CICU nurse from Oshner, Stephanie, who was great. And apparently everybody knows because she's been there for so long. Yes. Um, But she seemed great, very personable. She, uh, she, I think she takes good care of those kids because she's okay, been so there for so long. She knows what to I do agree. And how and to I make al- them feel good. I also and- want to say one of the lines that stuck out to me that she said that I absolutely loved was, um, heart surgery is like the streets of New Orleans. Sometimes you're going to have potholes and sometimes you have nice streets. Well, I just thought it was so fitting. Like, And when she said it, I was like, it was one of those aha moments. I was like, oh my God. It's, it's the best description. It's the best description ever. We have potholes and bad streets here in New Orleans, and sometimes you have good days and bad days and all the things. So, anyway, she was really great to finish out the year as well. And I think people liked hearing from um, a nurse Someone either that they knew to get or not a doctor, but a nurse that really kind of held mom and dad's hand through and the kid's hand through. Because so, at the end of the day, you're with the nurse more than anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, God, we just, I'm telling you, it took me till August just now to realize, holy cannoli, 
we interviewed a lot of people, like really important and cool people. How did they want? How did they say yes to us? Because they like they look like people who are going to harass us. I, I guess know. so. I guess so. Yeah. But we started working on our lineup for 2023. And we yeah. got some great stuff planned for everybody, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I have to apologize again. I have no idea how this is going to sound. So if you're listening in your car or on your headphones, you might hear the guy next to us breakfast order. We have no idea. But. <laughs> Or the, or the 80s music playing. But, you know, we wanted to give you the whole atmosphere that we were doing and to kind of bring you back to where, where we both started. And Susan and I really needed an excuse to go out and have some boozy coffee and some <laughs> BLTs. <laughs> don't tell Dwayne anybody. This wasn't an expensive oh. breakfast, was it? I don't think. I don't know. We okay, we haven't got the bill yet. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, um, yeah, just to remind everybody, we appreciate you all as listeners. We appreciate all of our guests, but our listeners are what have kind of kept us going um and the response from you have been amazing as well so just remember when moving forward in 2023 we're going to try to keep this going as long as as the lord allows us to do so and y'all listen, <laughs> and y'all listen. Um, but keep listening keep sharing our podcast keep sharing our social media and sharing it with people that you know that you think could be beneficial um you can listen to us on all the different platforms or on apple Podcasts, google pandora um, I, I'm sure there's a bunch I haven't named right now, too. Um, and you can like us, and you can rate us, and you can review us, and we will keep putting out episodes as long as you keep wanting to hear us. So how are we going to close it out today, Sue? Remember, it's all about survival. No judgment here. Cheers! Cheers. <laughs>